Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm bringing a download this this week. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is your co-host... Craig, the recording bot. Trevor Scott. And Trevor. <laughs> uh, our new running joke. How's it going? It's going well. We played an awesome session of D&D last night. We did indeed. We did indeed. And uh, tonight we... Tonight we click pitch. Tonight we click pitch. <laughs> we have some slow jams, and this next song is going out to Kevin. <laughs> song. This next. This next click pitch is a request from a listener who is sending it out there to Jessica. <laughs> uh, God. All right. Let's and get Kevin, into it. Susie says that she's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we talked offline about because we felt last week's episode went pretty well uh with the point and click adventure sort of limitation that maybe this week we'd try a similar thing but with a different uh sort of style of of game. Mm-hmm. Now we haven't decided on one ahead of time. Nope. So we are going to well, are we each going to suggest one, suggest one and we'll choose it? But we'll discuss it and choose it, or are we going to like three, two, one countdown and say it together and just see what happens? <laughs> I reckon we've got to go three to one countdown and see what happens. All right, let's just do that. Okay, ready? You got it in your head? Yep. Yep. Got it in my head. Three, two, one. Puzzle platforming. Game. <laughs> All right, puzzle game or platforming or a puzzle platformer. Yeah. Uh, let me just give a little bit of a background as to why I chose platforming. It's because I'm playing Castlevania at the moment and absolutely loving going through some of the older Castlevanias mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and realizing that some of my new favorite games like, you know, Shovel Knight and Dead Cells and those sort of things really, really, really steal from some of these old games. Of course. Well, steal. That's a strong word. <laughs> They're inspired. Borrow heavily. <laughs> it's an homage. There, there, there was a part <laughs> of um, Aria of Sorrow that I was just playing, uh, which is Game Boy Advance game. And I'm like, oh, this is literally Dead Cells. Like, parts of it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now I know exactly where they where they got the aesthetic for this particular level yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, shall we, shall we use the both of them? Shall we try to- uh, either either one or the other or both. Um, yeah, one or the other or both. I reckon that's that's a fair. Yeah, we'll aim for both. But if it just ends up being one or the other, <laughs> like I mean, a puzzle platformer is a fairly uh, narrow narrow band, and and that's an interesting limitation. But if we can't quite make it puzzly enough, or or whatever, or, or if there's a really good just non-platforming puzzle idea that we come up with, yeah, yeah, why not? This is improv, well, it's baby. Been, it's been way too long. This intro has gone long enough already. Yeah, Let's definitely. get started. So, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a <laughs> random word generator on the count of three, two, one click. We're going to press refresh, take those words, throw them at each other, come up with a game design, including puzzling or and or platforming. Then when it doesn't work, we'll throw it away, do it all over again for about an hour. Yeah. Three, two, one click. Building. Clash. Building clash. Okay. Why, why do I get the feeling that I just want to see, like, anthropomorphic buildings? Uh, I mean, I thought of that. So, well, <laughs> well, you just gave me an idea, which was, do you remember the, the very, the classic instant, um, not instant, endless runner, Cannibalt? Yes. Uh, which kind of, did that start the whole inst- like, 
I keep saying instant runner. The whole endless runner genre? Mm, I don't know. Mayhem. Let's have a look first. <laughs> Dot fist. First. Endless runner. Cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> it is considered the first in this type of gaming genre. Wow. So, for those who haven't played it, this was a very stylish uh, sort of pixel art game that had a man in it. Like a business suit who just at the beginning of the game smashes out of a window and is just running across rooftops and running through windows and, and as, as far as you can go. Uh, mm-hmm. So, when you said buildings running, I had the idea of a similar sort of game where there's a guy running across the tops of the buildings, but you're not controlling the guy. You're controlling the buildings somehow to, okay. like, yep. make sure that the guy can get across- now, I'm so, sure- sort of, sort of like a, um, sort of like a, a puzzle game in which you've got X number of buildings and you've got to sort of like pull them down to, to basically maybe I can jump onto the next one and yeah. basically you're building the stage, but you've only got X number of buildings. So sometimes you've got to steal from like ones that you've already put down and, and move them forward and that sort of stuff. So I hadn't gone that far. Um, I was still almost funnily enough in, in the platformer sense as well. Like you said, um, these buildings are kind of running around. Maybe it's the building that he's on is the one you control. And so- Okay. So, the question is, are you trying to stop the runner or are you trying to- No, I think you're trying to help, help the runner. I think you're trying to help the runner. Because I don't know, have, having a um, having a game in which, you know, you're the level of the of the endless runner and you're, yeah, trying to, basically. you're trying to actually destroy the endless runner. Oh, I see. Well, that could be interesting too. Well, let's let's come back to that if we can't think of a good way to help them. But what I was mm-hmm. thinking of with helping them is like if if you're the building, because I can picture scenes where it's like, okay, the runner ends up on this building. It's like, okay, now you're controlling this building. It quickly like gets up on its little legs, and you can move left and right. You can jump, which may kind of launch. I don't know if that would launch the runner, or it would just obviously give the runner then a higher point. Like, I think there's a timing aspect that when the runner gets to the edge of you, of the building you are currently controlling, they're <laughs> going to jump. So, you have to make sure that they're going to make that jump to something. If you if you are trying to help them, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's stick, let's stick with helping and see where we yeah. get with that. And if- Because, yeah, I'm thinking you can- You know, you, you've got a, a bunch of buildings and the runner lands on one and you can sort of see coming up that the next building, there's a window, but he's not going to make it. So- Either because the gap's too big or, you know, it's too high up or both. Mm-hmm. And so, it almost is a bit of- It's it's like an endless build. Like, you might only see one or two buildings ahead. Um, yep. And so, you see that window coming. It's like, oh, crap. Okay, I need to move this building a little bit closer. And then, right, right when he's about to- When they're about to jump, I need to jump. <laughs> so, that <laughs> the jump they do is going to take them sailing through that gap, through that window- Onto the next building, and then you're playing that building, and then and you're mm-hmm. looking ahead to the next one. It's like, okay, how am I going to have them make this next jump? Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, you realise <laughs> that there's a helicopter in between this building and the next and the next one, mm-hmm. and the blades are like really, really, really sharp. So you have to set off the TNT that you got on this one to to start collapsing the building, yeah. so it, it goes down below the um below exactly. like the, maybe the you blades. Have to choose like I can jump out, run through the helicopter and jump to the next building. <laughs> or like swing off the yeah, like swing off the bottom of it or something or grab onto the bottom. Uh yep. yeah, exactly. Like maybe you have to choose which level to start the district like of you of yourself, of the building you're controlling to start the demolition at that it's gonna collapse down to. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I feel like there could be some interesting things there. And and look, it could be that uh I, I mean as as the endless runner 
you probably just would keep it going, but there could be ways to slow the runner to turn them around or, you know, temporarily stop them or, I don't know, launch them or different things um, to give you a bit of breathing room or to, yeah, or, or, or to navigate the different types of obstacles. Uh, and mm-hmm. of course, I'm picturing it very cannibaltish at the moment, just be- but like it's basically cannibal, but you're playing the buildings. Uh- <laughs> cannibal two. <laughs> yeah, now you're the building. <laughs> now it's pers- brick. Br- no, no, no. Now uh, it's not personal. It's building all. Yes. <laughs> now you're not a person. Did you have ideas around stopping the runner? I feel like that would just be too easy. Like a building. Um, yeah, well, I'm not thinking that the building necessarily has, um, each building has, has like its, its little things. I'm not thinking that the building has complete control okay. over the fact that, you know, you can rise up or anything like that. I'm thinking what you've got is something like in, in the original Cannibal, you had like the TNT, you had, um, as in a building would start to collapse as, yes. you, as you're going. Um, it's all about can you, can you do something to stop the runner or slow them down at least a bit? So, um, can you cause some like shocks to knock down some, some boxes to make, make some obstacles? Some can obst- you, yeah. you know, set, set up like, oh, on this, on this building coming up, I've got a fan, um, that's going to blow them back a bit. Mm, so sort of, pl- you, how far ahead are you able to place the buildings? Things, I'm or- thinking it's, it's sort of like you're on the screen and all you can do is sort of like place down little, little objects to try and slow down the, yeah. the runner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see but that again. It, I could see that. Working. It could be one of those things where, yeah, okay, you you didn't do a whole heap of things on the first few buildings, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I just put like fifteen boxes stacked up high, and the guy ran into them, fell off the side of the building. <laughs> um, it'd be fun to watch at the, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually thinking that the helping the endless runner is is the way to go in this. Well, either way, let's click again. Yes. Three, two, one, click. Postcard. County. Hmm. So, the problem with having the two genres is my mind, like, flicks back and forth between different ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, which one am I going to choose? Uh, and, or, and or how can we combine them? So, I'm thinking, like, when I hear county, I sort of think, like, um, a, a, a Sunday drive or something like that through the- countryside but you know going to lots of little counties along mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. um, for like picnics and stuff and what do you do in counties quite often you buy postcards if you're on a trip to send to other people so i'm, I'm thinking that it could be some sort of puzzle game yeah based around picnics and each sort of map that you that you're on is basically you're uh, gradually unlocking a, a post a postcard that you then oh, move okay. on to so maybe like, kind of like a each candy section- crush it is going to be a full post a postcard. Like so that's that's your prize. Yeah. Okay. And basically it it's it's the it's the bling that you can say look at look at how many counties I've visited. Yeah. I've got three and a half postcards and you can send them onto Twitter when yeah. you uh, when you solve them. Uh yeah, okay, that's cool. So picnic based puzzle gameplay basically. Yeah. All right. I I feel like it's something about around ants stealing like preventing ants from stealing food. Yeah, so I'm sort of seeing almost a tower defense sort of sort of game in which you're you're setting up like um you know, you gotta set up your picnic but also set up your defenses as to how you're gonna <laughs> stop the um stop at first the ants coming and then after after, you know, a few levels of that, then all of a sudden it's like, Okay, now you got 
uh, big bull ants as well, and now you got flying ants, and now you got bees that come in and flies. And- yeah, fucking wasps. They're the bane of any picnic. Yeah, a tower defense kind of thing is 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 interesting. I, when I think puzzle game, I definitely think a bit sort of more, very much system based. Sort of, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm picturing some sort of turn based thing, and this and this is definitely because I've just been playing Into the Breach. Uh, <laughs> which, which has kind of wasp like creatures. Um, but where you've got a certain amount of turns to sort of counter the attacks of, of different things. It's like, you know, that, oh, the, the ants are coming this way and, you know, they, they're going to take about this amount of time and, and they're going to, well, cause they're aiming for, you know, they're aiming for that, that cracker and they're going to pick it up and start to move it. But I can use that to my advantage because if they move that cracker, it's going to block, you know, <laughs> The movement of the bull ant, uh, who will go around item, uh, you know, whose instinct is to go around food items because they're just trying to get to the people and like bite them for some reason because mm-hmm. they're bull ants. Uh, you know, that's that sort of thing. Um, we sort of more trying to trying to use the different elements that you have to your advantage. So, have you ever seen the games based around like I know there was a couple of th- different ones. Like there was one called Puzzle Fighter, which was. Basically, match three game with, like, Street Fighter characters mm-hmm. having fights and that sort of stuff. Yep. I kind of like the idea of a tower defense game with a match three sort of thing for powering powering it up. Okay. All right. So, um, if you need if you need to give extra extra power to, say, like, the um, the blue bug, bug zapper, yep. then you need to be matching blue, matching blue icons. And then, you know, you could and have so each, it- each of the- each of the items sort of color coded to say, okay, this is where yeah. where we need more power, and yeah, okay, that could be interesting. So you've got your first phase where you, okay, all right, all right, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see how that could work. I like that idea. Yeah, because I'm thinking so you're like setting up your tower defense, but now you need to power it, and that's powered by matching three. Well, and I think um, it's still would it still be turn based? I, I mean, I think it would be, as in like you match something and stuff happens, and then you've got a certain amount of time to match the next. Make the next move. Um, yeah, um, I don't think they're like marching I, I, on while you're trying to make the match necessarily. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a if if they are marching on, it's a slow march. Yeah, sort of thing. Because I'm also thinking you can have like oh, match three coins, and you're going to get more resources to buy extra towers. But you know, if you're yep. not matching enough other stuff, they're not going to be powered. Uh, and so then you're- it's match three sandwiches, and you get to take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you might have goals of a, you, know, you need to eat enough of your picnic to enjoy yourself. <laughs> Three glasses of wine to get you to drink some wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But of course, you match too many wines, and so I'm thinking maybe like to- three, three different types of of like defense power, defense, power, defense types. Because mm-hmm. I'm just you, you. Obviously, you can't have too many colors in there or match things in there, or you're never gonna match mm-hmm. anything. But um, and then probably one resource-based one, and then one food-based one. Um, yeah, and, and, and and depending on the course of the food, uh, depends on what um, what food item actually appears. So yeah, yeah, and that can for, kind of just like be the- aesthetics. You know, it's a romantic uh, twilight picnic where someone's going to propose, and so you've got champagne and and yeah. strawberries with ch- dipped in chocolate or something. <laughs> yeah, or it's a kids' <laughs> picnic, and you've got fucking fairy bread, fucking yeah. Vegemite sandwiches. Yeah, I can see, I could see it working really quite well. That's an interesting mix of those different genres. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any sort of additional wrinkles we can put in there. 
what what sort of match three do you like? Is it because there are well, it's not always it's not always necessarily match three because there are the ones where it's like you know drag up, up draw a path between matching ones and and you have to do at least three but you can power up and do even more, um, or it's like switch to. You, you I do prefer- like the switch to yeah, Candy like- Crush bejeweled thing. Yeah. Um, so you can get up to five, basically. Um, yeah, I, I don't like I don't like the ones where you just select the color and it just pops all the ones of that color. Like it's like oh, yeah, okay. that seems like that seems just like a waste of time. Yep. Um, all right, so classic Candy Crush bejeweled style um, switch to or the path things. depending on. I mean, why not? Why not have both of those? You know, well, the path, the path how- style for for different for different levels, like oh, maybe a level. boss level or something like that. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Well, yeah, the path one works a bit more. I think the path one works a bit better for. Well, I'm trying to think for because I always played bejeweled like the one where you just had two minutes and you had to get the highest score. So it was always like do it as fast as you can, get yep. get as high you know as many cascades as you can. Um, yeah, pretty much. But I'm thinking that the the one where you drag to to make as long a match as you can that's more uh, strategic in that it, like maybe time pauses in between and it's about just making the best um, the best selection deciding for now. yeah deciding which set of, of things to to move to set up your next move well, I wonder which one of them is better for a boss and which one is better for the the regular kind of level well, I think I think the boss is where you're going to want a little bit more strategy mm. so that's why I think the the path. The path yeah, drawing yeah, and so be- you're still setting up towers, and it's just about like which, because I guess that makes sense. Because in in a general one, you've got a bunch of towers, and you, you're really just trying to keep them all as powered up as possible. Um, yep. Whereas the boss one, maybe it's a bit more of a, you know, it, oh they're close to this tower, so I need more juice over there. Um, I mean, the way I was sort of thinking of the, of the boss um, could could go a little bit different depending on each each sort of level that's come before it. So like. The first level, yeah, it's insects. But then the second postcard that you're going for, like you've had a bit too much to drink, and it's the cop on the on the <laughs> on the drive sort of thing. So now you that's the you've boss. Gotta, yeah, and okay. it's the boss is basically you know you've now got to strategize getting away from them. And then on another one, you know, it's a, it's like a twilight one, and there's like a serial killer that comes that comes oh, by. God. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. You can have different different sort of like vignettes. Like that as a as a final boss, just to just to break it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, for the kids' picnic, you could have like the um the the bully who wasn't invited to the party, the party. Starts, oh. you know, kicking through like sandcastles or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, the be- beach beach picnic. Then the the yep. boss is just sand in your in your butt crack. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. You didn't want me to go to go to the last picnic that I was going to talk about, did you? <laughs> I don't know. Was it funny? <laughs> it was sexy. <laughs> oh, a sexy picnic. Sex picnic. Sex picnic. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, click. Physicist. Mate. <laughs> <coughs> Are you a physicist trying to find a mate through physics? It's like a portal spinoff. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm picturing that, like, uh, kind of like um, the Aperture Science, uh, the way that they they built it up in the in the uh, second one, where all of a sudden Cave Johnson is part of the the crew. Uh-huh. This time it's like the Australian offshoot, um, <laughs> and it's talking about some other sort of <laughs> physics thing 
Like, um, so okay. So, are we making a Portal sequel here? Is this Portal Three? I think it's a Portal sequel because right. you brought it. You brought up Portal, and I'm like, yeah, that's just perfect because it was physics in that. Yes. Um, yeah. And look, it's platforming. Now I'm trying, it's to, I'm trying so, to see how really. quantum entanglement could come in because I kind of like that idea. Well, maybe there is some. Uh, I like the idea of using May as being like the down under um, aperture down under. Yeah. Uh, you down under aperture. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but um maybe title of the episode <laughs> maybe mate can also be around having a partner uh and maybe the quantum entanglement can be around you can either there are some puzzles that involve you like switching places with them or um you know some of those types of puzzles where it's like oh I, when i move backwards they move forwards and that sort of thing uh and i know they did a bit of like Obviously, they did the whole, um, what was it, Atlas and uh, what was the other robot's name? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, they did the they <laughs> did the cop stuff in, in Portal Two, but uh, but this is the other the the mate is not another player. It's this is single player still, but it's yep. all around these puzzles. Like these puzzles are involving of- kind of another another b- being a three D version of Braid, basically. Yeah, perhaps or. Which has has the different mechanics, but it's in 3D this time. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I mean, Portal, you know, Portal and Braid have similarities in that. In, in that, it's sort of you you're building up your different uh, uh, mechanics and, and having to use them. Well, I guess Braid was a bit more per world, wasn't it? You had different uh, uh, time time based mechanics. But yeah. although time based stuff in Portal could be interesting too, uh, mm. I, I I I do want to explore this because I really want to. Like, one of the great things that Portal 2 did was manage to keep it still really Portal-like, but brought in a bunch of new mechanics um, with, yep. like, the bouncing and, and the different goo types. The and, speeds and- Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and uh, like the, the white goo that could actually create, like, portable surfaces. And- exactly. Yeah, that that really um, opened it up. And just, like, the, the sort of um, the transport, um, you know, laser things and- uh, that would send you sort of slowly in one direction and you could turn them on and off and the bridges and stuff. Like, yeah. they really expanded that out. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to think of- So, we're in Aperture Down Under, the the head scientist here, John Caveson, no, uh, <laughs> uh, has- uh, I mean, I guess is, is GLaDOS, like, on holiday? Is she still part of it? Uh, well, I think GLaDOS is part of it, but given that GLaDOS is a um, artificial, you know, intelligence, it's who a can backup. pretty much be anywhere. Maybe it's a backup of GLaDOS. That could be interesting. So, she doesn't necessarily know what was happening in, in like, the main facility. Um, yeah. Okay. Like and that. also, she has, you know, been stored on Australian servers, and so she's got a bit of an accent uh, and picked up some Australianisms. Yep, by Jingo and Crikey and- Oh, yeah, you think it's just like all, all the stuff that Americans think we say. Yep. Yeah, uh, totally. throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> throw another shell on the barbie. That's not a knife, this is a knife. <laughs> That's not a portal. This is a portal. That could be- All right, and, and so- And let's think of some some new portal mechanics. And, and when you said that, and I think other games have maybe did, done this, but what if you could increase or decrease the size of the portals- <laughs> but also 
depending on the ratio between the entry and exit portal, whatever goes through them changes size. Oh, so in other words, you can send like a massive car through a big one and it turns into a small car if it goes through like a normal yeah. size portal. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That could be really interesting to have some really interesting puzzles there around having that to- That you need a heavier cube, so you send it- send Yeah, a small so you cube have to- through yeah. a small cube, small portal to a big portal, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then obviously it's gonna you can send yourself through a big portal through a reg- and then come out a regular size portal, but now you're gonna be small, sort of thing. Um, um what what I kind of like is that there's I don't know some rules around if you go through a portal like that, um, you've only got a certain time limit before like um something brings you back down to size. Like so, basically, you can't stay. Tiny yeah. forever. Oh, or yeah, that's true. Huge or, forever. In fact, it may even- It might even be worth in that situation just keeping it to objects. Yeah, just objects. So, so you find out early on that, you know, you try to go through and it's like, yeah, you come out normal. Yeah. Or maybe you, there might be a little- uh, You could have a funny sequence at the beginning where you, it does start affecting you, but then, um, you know, GLaDOS- this is the Aussie GLaDOS. <laughs> With the Z. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, forces you to- to Or, like, recalibrates them or or, or either that or, like, puts something on you that, that makes it so that it doesn't affect you, like, neutralizes the the effects, the, the size-changing effects on, on humans uh, or yep. on you. But, yeah, then I can really imagine some really cool puzzles around larger or smaller cubes or, or turrets or- Whatever finding, it, finding a toothpick that you can send through like this small portal into this massive one, and all of a sudden it's a beam that you can that you can walk across, sort of thing. Yeah, that could yeah, be really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the idea of having like the gravity gun from from the um, Half Life universe, so that you know the idea of being able to pick up something that big is actually still possible. Perhaps, perhaps. Although uh, I do, st- I do still like the purity of you know literally your only controls in. Uh, in portal are your portals and I mean I guess you can grab stuff but I feel like being able to manipulate huge things would almost give you a bit too much power uh, I think it would it would have to revolve more around you just need to put the portal in the right spot you know um, you just then, have to then throw, the, throw this massive thing into a portal yeah and you just have to design- and look the portal games cheat a bunch in that um if you, as long as you've put the portal in the right spot, it'll kind of, it'll alter your, the the way something comes out of it so that it lands in the right spot, uh, even mm-hmm. if the way you threw it in wasn't quite right or whatever. So, you, you could tweak that sort of thing. So, at least as long as you've got your giant portal on the roof at about the right spot, you know- Dropping a toothpick in drop is going to- Drop a is going to at least put it so that it's not going to just randomly have some impulse, you know, rotational impulse or something that's going to mean that you can't actually get across it. I know they did that a lot with the real, with the flinging physics in Portal. Like, they alter your trajectory on the way out so that you land in the right spot and that sort of thing. Yeah. Probably has a look at, okay, this is how far you should be able to be flung. Okay, therefore, we're going to allow you to go here. Yeah, I think there's, I think they give you, an, like, an ideal trajectory out of a portal. And so, as long as you go into it with about the right amount of, iner- like, inertia, then it just kind of speeds you up or slows you down enough to, to land on your right platform and that sort of thing. So- yeah, you can tweak that. Cool. I do still kind of like the idea of of some sort of you know, like you said, quantum entanglement or or I don't know, like altering. Maybe instead of 
because they had those, like I said, like those gravity altering fields in, in Portal 2 that you kind of get stuck in and flow along. That they got dimensional altering fields? Yeah, that, that kind of like, if you're in that field, time's moving backwards or, or maybe not time's moving backwards, but, or well, you could, you could have some of those, you could start bringing in some of those puzzles where it's like, it repeats a segment of time or something. Um, so, you know, you have to do two things simultaneously, like press two buttons simultaneously, but you've only got, um, you know, one, one, uh, uh, crate. One cube one to cube. do, to, to go on but, two different buttons yeah, but, and something that you got to stand on. Right. <laughs> but one of those, but one of those buttons is, you know, is in a time loop field. And so you notice that you go in there, you put it down, you pick it up, you come back out. And then you see you see yourself go in there again, put it down, pick it up, come out, go in there, put it down, pick it up, come out. And you then have to time it on the other button right to open the door. Yeah. Right? That sort of thing. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. And I mean, that's what's so good about Portal, the Portal games is they take just those very basic, like relatively basic mechanics and then just twist them into a variety of combinations and, and, and really explore that possibility space. Uh, yeah. just for, just for those simple things and how they can combine and, yeah, and then have a, some sort of awesome story there around why GLaDOS is, is building experiments kind of again out in the, uh, in the outback or something. Okay. Snap poll on, on the count of three, two, one. Mm-hmm. I want you to say one for Portal One or two for Portal Two as to which one's your favorite. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Go. Two. Two. Go. Yeah. No, I, I, I think they improved upon- You know, I mean, Portal Everything. itself- Yeah, exactly. Portal itself was amazing, but was basically an experiment, you know? Yeah. They shoved it in the orange box uh, with Half-Life 2 and Team- And what, Team Fortress 2? No, Team yeah, Fortress. Yeah, Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress 2? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like Portal 2, I remember playing that and the story was so much richer and they'd- Yeah, they'd added all those different puzzle mechanics and it-, it it felt like a real game, you know. And even then, the, like, the hype leading up to it with the potato sack and all that sort of stuff was just- Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really miss Steam doing those huge events where you weren't just winning fucking trading cards. Like, you could win, you know, credits for games and stuff. And Well, one of my favourite things about that was the uh, everyone was putting in hours into the, into the potato sack games to- Get the game to be released earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they got X, X number of potatoes found and all this That's sort of right. stuff, like- I mean, um, look, it was a it was an incredibly ambitious ARG, and they had, I don't know, how many indie developers and stuff literally alter their game to add potato-related content. Obviously, they mm-hmm. can't do that for, you know, every sale or whatever. Um, but- uh, No, but- Yeah. Like, the, the fact that- Like, they didn't even say that this is for Portal 2. They basically came out and said, yep, potato sack. <laughs> it had nothing to do with Portal until well, you played Portal the, 2 and you realised that, the, you know, Glass becomes a potato. Part of it, yeah. Spoiler, uh, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler for a <laughs> nearly 10-year-old game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Portal 3. Valve, fucking make a third game in a series for once. Three, one click. Yep. Three, two, one click. Month. Grip. Okay, so I'm thinking, rather than, like, um, the month itself, I'm thinking of taking, like, the basis for the, for the months and all that sort of stuff. So, like, um, August, January, all those sort of, sort of things have, have some sort of, um, background in, 
As in why they named like, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you if you look at um if you look at the say the days of the week, Thursday. Well it was Thor's Day, as in for Thor yeah. sort of thing. So I'm thinking, you know, June was I'm pretty sure like a goddess or something like that. Okay. And and then when does Grip come into it? Uh it's like a puzzle platformer with like gripping mechanics. <laughs> right. Like attaching to walls. Um Right, so you're thinking of kind of months, the origins of naming the months as like the setting, and yep. then grip being something around the gameplay of a platformer. Uh, um, okay, let's see here. Uh, June ultimately comes from the Latin Juno, uh, of Juno referring of to the Roman goddess. The goddess. So, yeah, I like the idea of that. Pretty much all these different. These different months come from come from these gods and goddesses. We don't have to go through every single one, but I don't know because because we're in June right now. I kind of like the idea that. Um, well, so okay, so here's you, the, thing, the lead character for the game is Juno. Well, may yeah, okay, because here's what I'm looking at. Right, January is the god of the doors, apparently Janus. Mm-hmm. March is Mars, god of war. May is Maya, goddess of growth, and June is Juno, the queen of the gods. The others are. July and August for Julius Caesar and Augustus, because they added mm-hmm. those couple of months in there. September, October, November, December are just because they they ran out of fucking gods somehow, and it's just seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got February, which apparently means purify, because that was their month of sacrifice and purification. And mm-hmm. April, which means open, and that's just because that's when the trees open their leaves. So- You've got Julius Caesar and you've got some gods. Yep. I feel like here's a story there. Um, the, the true story of, of the- um, The true story of, of, how, of like how Julius Caesar managed to shove a couple months into the calendar. <laughs> Maybe he like literally <laughs> made the year longer. Maybe this is like a kind of, you know, a, a, a legendary story of- And it's, oh, I don't like think God it's actually Julius Caesar. I think he's still taking credit for someone else. Like we'll come up with a character- um, but, uh, but under the name of Julius Caesar, someone fought the gods to like add more time to the year. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like this as, as like a God of War style platformy. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like, cause I'm picturing these gods are like huge, huge titan sort of things. And there's yeah. like lots of boss battles throughout. Well, maybe, maybe this is a Shadow of the Colossus esque platformer. Um, and for some reason, you like you said platformer, and my mind constantly goes to two D platformers. And maybe it's because you mentioned Castlevania, or maybe it's because I played a lot of Apogee games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Although a Shadow of the Colossus style thing, like as in moving platforms in on giant titans in of a, in a more two D, you know, maybe retro ish, pixel art ish sort of style, yeah, could be I cool. Kind of like that idea. Mm. Um, you could have it very Metroidvania, sort of like. You know, sort of going across different, um, different sort of zones. Um, and then when you get to the certain, certain part of the zone, uh, depending on the, the erogenous the, zone of this Titan, <laughs> depending, depending on what you've actually on. done so far, whether, whether the Titan comes to life and, and therefore you can start climbing or, oh, or that's interesting. Oh, I like that idea. You've got a few areas opened up to the, you know, like that plays into the Metroidvania. You've got a few areas opened up to start with. But then when you, like, waken, awaken the Titan, for one, now you've got access to some other areas because they've shifted around. But yep. two, those original areas you were in might be in different places. 
or they might be yep. moving. Like if you were climbing across this that floor, original um, area that you that you climbed through was actually on on the Titan's back. Yeah, and the Titan's now standing up, and therefore that that area that you went through is now kind of barren and is almost like a fast travel zone now. Yeah, or it's shifted. You know, it's rotated like the, the Titan is rotated down, degrees, and so now, now it's vertical. And, yeah. Yep. And so it's completely different, but you're rec- still recognizing the spaces you went through. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, okay. So what is the, what is this character you play? What sort of, um, uh, skills are they going to get? Cause obviously in this sort of game, and you know, I'm picturing a very, uh, Ori in the blind forest kind of hollow knight kind of sort of thing where you're picking up skills as you go along and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, it's pretty much like even guacamole. You know, it's yeah. got that uh, lots of, lots of different moves that you can unlock as you go. Um, yeah, and you, you and end up you-, <laughs> you end up with fucking twenty of them that somehow because you've got them one by one, you know how to use every single one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> as oh. an aside, we played. Was it the first guacamole we were playing through? Yeah, it was the first guacamole yeah. at the boys' at weekend. the boys' weekend. Where th- uh, I think three of us were playing through it and then someone one of our friends came in to join a bit late and they had no fucking idea what was going on and we couldn't Thing explain is, it to them. They played like 3 hours before. Like it's it's not like um they hadn't ever played the game before. No, 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 they it came wasn't, in it like- wasn't just the basic mechanics or anything. It's just we we'd gained so many different attacks and powers and different types of attacks and like going go into the shadow world and and do this and jump there and come out of the shadow world and then you have to use this attack because their shields are blue and <laughs> like it's just it's, it's so amazing at how much we actually learned like yeah and, and look it was just by the time that we got there. well uh but yeah that <laughs> anyway I, I did did really love that game <laughs> yeah it is it is good i played through guacamole 2 almost all the way through again i don't think i played the second uh, yeah, I it's, think I it's got have more it, chicken segments, on, which is uh, only good. <laughs> I think it's on Game Pass, so maybe I will grab it. Anyway, probably cut all that. Well, except for the stuff. Like anyway, cut the last little bit. Uh, so, powers uh, character Julius Caesar decides he wants more time for vomitoriums and debauchery, mm-hmm. and so he needs to add another sixty days to the year, and sends. Who to uh, to find the gods and you know? Okay, I'm thinking it's got to be Brutus. Okay, as in Etu Brutus. You know, I the guy don't that know enough him. about the history of Rome to know. What, I mean, I know that in that case, Brutus did he kill Caesar? Yes. Yeah, and that's well, the at least whole- stabbed him in the back. Yes. So, yes, yes, um, yes. I I like the idea of you know you if you know if you know your Roman. History and all that sort of stuff. So you know that your character is the one that, you know, totally fucks Caesar up. Mm-hmm. So you're almost waiting for that to to come into play. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I believe you know Brutus was actually a friend of Julius Caesar. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and that's kind of the whole it too, right? He didn't expect it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you play Brutus. Um, <laughs> See, you chose Brutus, and now I need to know enough about Brutus to be able to turn him into a video character, <laughs> as opposed to some rando that he pulled off the street. Uh, yeah, well, Brutus, you know, it's called here is Brutus the Younger. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. So I, a- I'm, I'm picturing that when he when he was a bit younger, a like said stuff. that he was a politician of the late Roman Republic, married his um, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm picturing that this is like the untold story, the untold story of of Brutus giving Caesar his extra days 
before he yeah. took the rest of his days from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, powers and, and stuff. We're talking about, well, we said grip. And the, and the reason grip made me think of Shadow of the Colossus is just like how in that game you hold onto like the hair of a titan mm-hmm. of, a, of a colossus. Um, so we could have aspects, elements of, of that, of like, I kind of like the idea of having to, of being able to like climb walls, but you've got, um, like a stamina bar kind of thing. Uh, and, and of course, as you go on, you'll be able to increase that so you can then, you know, get up higher, you know, get up higher walls or hold onto a wall for longer or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. To, to let you get into different areas. Uh, maybe he like uses his fucking daggers to, Climb the walls. <laughs> he like sticks his knife in, <laughs> holds it in there. Um, yeah, and that again, could be really cool. That could also mean you could only do it on certain surfaces. Surfaces. Yeah. Um, and so again, more skills might mean oh, now you can grip onto this surface uh, because you've you, you got something else, um, different type of yeah. So an, an early sort of sur- surface is like a um a great in- a great sort of surface, and then um yeah, you know, or really just anything like smaller porous, holes anything and- porous enough that he'd be able to put his knife into it and you can just yep. you know obviously with the graphic design you'd make that clear uh but then later on you you know you get a different weapon or you, or you get something else that lets you climb the the harder slicker walls um so that that yeah would i kind of like the idea of like a suction cup or something like that that he gets and <laughs> yeah it's like i thought this- of that and then i thought it wasn't <laughs> quite on theme but something like that but um yeah that's cool i like that and so he he makes his way across these titans uh are there multiple titans? Uh, I like the idea of there being a, almost a time-based element where you have to get to know the level well enough uh, because it's moving, right? A- and yep. you need to, you know, do something on the shoulder which makes the titan, like, lift their hand. Um, but while it's lifting it, you have to be platforming across, you know, across the arm, across the hand to to get to the to the- to their hand as it reaches a thing so you can jump into the next level kind of thing like onto the next titan yeah. or onto something that's that you know that, that you're aiming for um and, and that might so are they stealing time from each of these titans so oh, that could be cool they're basically yeah. trying to trying to get yeah. 60 days worth of time yeah 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 um so you sort of like i know I, i'm picturing that like each of these i know six or seven titans or so have have like five different days each, yep. or yep. or something like that. However, however many the math works, we, we can out, sort of work it out for sure. Yeah, um, I like that. You're stealing, you're stealing days from each of them, um, and maybe you've got some sort of divine tool that can that can take it out of them. But you have to, you know, you have to reach their, I don't know, chronosphere. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're fucking. I'm MacGuffin. picturing that there's like this this big um. Right near the start of the game, like the first time that you get on a Titan, there's like this massive rock's feather or something like that that you got to tickle the Titan to to get them to to move or something like that or or sneeze that then opens up the level. Yeah, I'm just pic- yeah, yeah, picturing yeah. you know different different ways of waking each of them. Oh, up. you could. There's a ton of stuff you could do. Yeah, it's actually it's a really uh, it's a rich vein. Yes, uh, but uh, <laughs> so Talk, I think you about a- <laughs> I think you you know you you go through you get the sixty days you get back to Caesar. And he's like, all right, and I will deem the next two months July for Julius Caesar and August for my friend Augustus. 
And Brutus is like, fuck <laughs> and you. And Brutus stabs him in the back. Stabs him in the back. <laughs> Goes to climb up him. <laughs> I was also thinking- uh, Julius <laughs> turns around and you, you see like that um, that same- that same sort of thing on, on his back that you that you know that you can stick your knife in and climb. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, 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 yeah, the game's trained you at this point. Um, <laughs> or I was like, maybe you get to the end and it's like, all right, you've got the 60 days. We have July and August. Now, who's going to do it next year? <laughs> it's like only for the year. You have to have to steal it from the Titans each time. Oh, uh, that's cool. All right. Three to one click. Three to one click. Camera. Successor. Uh- Camera and successor. Is that what you said? So, I'm picturing that the successor to a camera is like, um, kind of like in the, in the Harry Potter world where, like, the photos come to life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could go so that way. All- I, de- I definitely like yep. the idea of some sort of puzzle game around, um, photos and cameras, uh, mm-hmm. where the successor is taking cameras to the next level or that's just kind of a, a story hook of, um, you are like your mentor has died, and you, the, you you're trying to like complete their life's work or something. Uh, yep. Of taking photos of like the seven great wonders of the world, the seventy seven great wonders of the world. Yes, uh, just to <laughs> pad the game out. <laughs> <laughs> and each time that you take a photo of it, it totally gets destroyed, and then it's like. There's only seven left after you've finished. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was trying to- uh, What intrigued me more was a puzzle game around cameras, around photos, and how that would work. Like, like what What are you kind of- I'm thinking, like- What's your puzzle a, space, you know? Um, almost like a, a Dan Brown-esque um, mystery going on in the background. Uh, kind of like, you know, the, the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. or- Something, something along those sort of lines to do with the with the wonders of the world, because um, I still okay, like that. You I- like the wonders that of the idea, the natural wonders or the man made wonders. Um, I, I, if it's Da I Vinci Code, it's probably man made. Man made, yeah. I'm definitely thinking man made. I, I kind of <coughs> like the idea. Then, and you know, as as an aside, like it turns out that you know the natural and the and the man made are actually part of this this um, bigger puzzle. As such. Okay. Like there's, I don't know, something to do with ley lines or something like that. Right. All right. So, this is um, this is becoming a bit more of a, like, are you taking these photos? Uh, yeah. And I think it's it's like a Tomb Raider sort of puzzle uh, platformer with puzzle things. Okay. All right. I was, I was definitely going much more just like classic straight down the line puzzle game and, and thinking of how you could use photos for that. But since mm-hmm. I didn't come up with any mechanics, this is fine. <laughs> Um, so, interestingly, um, there are many, like, there are no firm seven wonders of the world in that, like, there's all a billion different lists. Yeah. Uh, are we going with the classic seven wonders of the ancient world? Yeah, seven wonders of the ancient world, because I think the Illuminati have something to do with that. <laughs> all right. Because literally the only one that still exists of those is the Great Pyramid. Okay. So, it, but that's fine. Because it could be around discovering that, oh, wait, they do still exist. <laughs> or how they They're were- hidden in plain sight. <laughs> or how they were destroyed and, like, someone's trying to destroy the pyramid because it's the last powerful wonder left or something like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, we have the pyramid. We have the Colossus of Rhodes, which was a giant statue. Uh, How's that natural? 
No, no, no. <laughs> these are the ancient world. These are the Oh, the ancient ones. Yes, yes, yes. These are the ancient ones. Um, yeah, I'm like, all of a sudden, hang on, no, the pyramids are natural. <laughs> yeah, the pyramids are natural. Uh, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Lighthouse of Alexandria, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, uh, the Statue of Zeus, and the Temple of Artemis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of, some of the more current wonders would probably be like the Great Wall of China. Um, um, yeah, well, that's, that's the other option, right? So, we've got- um, this is there they these vary there's not a there's not a key list yeah, yeah. here but it's like the catacombs in Egypt the Colosseum in Rome the Great Wall of China the Leaning Tower of Pisa Stonehenge the Hagia Sophia in uh, Istanbul I, mean, I do like the idea of Stonehenge being involved and mm-hmm. and there's like I don't know some sort of mystery underneath that like if when when you take the photos in certain positions, you notice some in- inscriptions or some some carvings that sort of match up to to give like an arrow as to as to where to press or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that could that could work really well. Yeah, and it's basically just fi- just finding these these sort of um, carvings and and how they're sort of placed together. Yeah, I mean, look, kind of d- like a cross between a walking sim and a platformer. Sort of thing. Okay, so you're not thinking go go full on sort of Tomb Raider Uncharted esque, no. You know, which is no, which is really more action based with puzzle sequences. Yeah, this is more. It's closer to a puzzler. It's closer to maybe like a mist, but you're but you have full control. Like you have, um, yeah. yeah, like a, you said, like more of a walking sim. Uh, so okay, that's interesting. Uh, walking I, I, sim with exploration. So it's an exploration sim. What would be interesting to do is even like yes, it involves all these things, but maybe you're just setting it in like the, your mentor's house or or like a building mm-hmm. where you know. And so it's actually more it's it is more in that walking sim vein of you're finding these photos and you're finding these notes that this that your mentor has made, and it's much more. It's the stuff that happens in the cutscenes of Uncharted, <laughs> where they like. <laughs> Go through their sketches and figure shit out, but this is you figuring it out. Um, and then, or, and then maybe you can have a cutscene of you going doing all the fun shit. <laughs> and then it comes back and it's like, all right, what's next? What's on the next page? <laughs> You're just deducing where to go next, and then the whole thing is a cutscene. Yeah, of going, like gunplay, oh, that jumping. Awesome to go through, and it's just back to a static. <laughs> It's, it's literally sta- it's just missed like it really is missed you don't it just like clicks between pre-rendered <laughs> <laughs> well sorry we spent our budget on the cutscenes <laughs> but look at the um you know i'm picturing that the trailer shows all this you know um actual gameplay footage and it's like not really it's pre-rendered it's not even really pre-rendered it's like that we um it's just artificial intelligence going through and, and running through the level and doing all the stuff <laughs> in game engine. <laughs> See, we told you that it was in game engine. It's just, you know, we don't allow you to do it. We get- never created any controls for that. Yeah. <laughs> we spent all that time apparently making this kick ass AI that can play our game. <laughs> we, we ran out of money and, and we, we thought, oh, automation testing is all the rage nowadays. <laughs> we made this AI and <laughs> we'll release it. All right, I think, release it I think we've got time as, as for one more quickie. One more. Three, two, one, click. Bother. Imperative. The bother imperative. So, bother immediately made me think of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, oh bother. bother. 
Uh, you want you the people is much better than mine. I think we've established that on this show previously. Uh, but the bother imperative <laughs> makes me think of like a Tom Clancy style <laughs> Winnie the Pooh game. I'm, I'm just picturing military um, engagements. I I kind of feel that this is something that we've that we've talked about before, but the idea that you know it's it's like um, Eeyore. The reason why he's so depressed all the time is because he used to be like this operative. We definitely had a Winnie the Pooh game. I cannot remember, but yeah, no, I can. I can't remember but either. But I, I, I like don't think it was of, this. So I like the idea of you know your main character is Eeyore, and and like the first time you see him, he's like, oh, I don't know, and you know all this sort of stuff. Yep. But then it goes back to like twenty years earlier, and he's like this <laughs> colonel or something in the, in this military, and he's like the super, fucking super, soft toy military. Um, it's all, fl- it's all bloody, like, uh, fluffies. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it's- um, I don't know, I keep on going back to, the, like, the Tom Clancy well of, of like, Ghost Recon or, or like, yeah, a Rainbow like Six Rainbow- sort of yeah. thing. Yep. Or Splinter Cell. Or- <laughs> I would play the fuck out of a tactical combat game that involves soft toys. Yeah, kind of like- um, yeah, It turns out that Winnie the Pooh is actually an early- um, early part of, like, the Toy Story universe. Okay. So, um, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and Eeyore all, um, you know, were, were toys of Christopher Robin who broke the toy code and actually talked to Christopher Robin. Oh, right. So, this is a crossover. It's not really. It's just part of the same universe. It's all owned by Disney, so- Oh, I just thought just you were going to say that same- they're, like, fighting Woody and Buzz. <laughs> no. No, no, no. This is many years before it, because I'm thinking that this is, like, I think the original Winnie the Pooh was set in, like, the 1940s or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's the early. I- the idea that Eeyore is like traveling to Nazi Germany and <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, it's kind of like a cross between Rainbow Six and Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> All right, so what what gameplay are we talking here? Is this like because um, the classic Rainbow Six was all. Set out your plan, right? Like squad, yeah. Plan everything out. Tell all your different squad members where they're going to go. You know, set your go points or whatever, and 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 then execute. Uh, are we going that sort of line, or is this a more? Are we going more down the puzzle route where it's a bit more turn based, sort of tactical esque? You know, XCOMI or or um, that sort of thing. Well, the the later versions of um, of Splinter Cell turned into more platformy stealth. Oh, Splinter Cell. Okay, platformy stealth. Yeah. So I like the idea of like traveling through um through vents and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's because you know, you're, you're a small toy. Yeah. Yep. Can squeeze in in between these things, but he's like incredibly, incredibly violent. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm gonna die now. <laughs> rips out their throat with his with his like I uh, know he knife. he, ta- he <laughs> t- takes out takes out the tail and starts spinning it round. No 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 um, because I was going to say I think this is the story of how he lost the tail of how it got cut off in the first place. Okay, because I was going to say you could you know stick the pin into the guy's neck and then just rip down and that's you know, true. Blood just splits out. Save that for the sequel. Because <laughs> I like the idea of like whatever the big boss of this game is, he like tears his tail off, and he's that's that's what like then he sends him into a rage and just destroys him, uh, <laughs> and then just pins it back on himself. Tom Clancy's Eeyore cell. 
Yeah, I don't have anything better, so sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, ultra, ultra violence. Um, but yeah, the platforming ultra sort of violence stuff of and sneaking through and poo corner. Where, how could you go wrong? <laughs> um, do you think that along the way, like Eeyore actually um, in each level can save one of the um, one of the? Oh, uh, they're all fucking prisoners of war. One or of the something. other toys from from. You know, Pooh's corner sort of thing. Like, yeah, it turns out that like they've they're like I don't know the the toys of of like these Nazi kids that have been liberated by Eeyore. Totally, totally. Which makes Christopher Robin just like this total fucking weirdo who's just got all these Nazi kids toys. But I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might not know where they came from. I guess. No, I, I'm I'm imagining that they turn up on on like Eeyore's. Uh, like leader's doorstep sort of thing. Yeah. And like Just the leader's son kid. turns out like to be Christopher Robin and and the um the general or whatever give gives the toys to, to Christopher Robin general knowing Robin. where they've come from. <laughs> general Robin, I've got another prisoner of war for you. And he's just like, oh fucking Eeyore keeps saving all these goddamn stuff toys. <laughs> They're not even alive <laughs> like he is. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna go into why Eeyore is a, a sentient creature in this, but yeah, I like it. That's cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll finish it up there for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, we are at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. That's the best way to find all of our latest episodes, all of our stuff. Uh, although you can also go to 8bit.net slash Bitstorm, is that the right? That's the address, isn't it? Uh, That's That's the address. (laughs) Because we are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, a group of podcasts around gaming and other related activities. Uh, So go check out some of those great shows as well. Search Facebook for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network or look on Twitter for at AJP Network to find all the latest information about the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, of which we are part of. And finally, we'd like to thank... The awesome band Kuradust for the use of their song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Yeah. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Hey, mate, there's some fucking portals over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, chuck me a portal gun. I need to get a beer out of the fridge. <laughs> Can't be fucked getting up. <laughs>